Hello, everyone, and welcome to Paradox Untold Stories from Athletic Directors. I am Dr. Danielle LaPointe, and my co-host is Dr. Dustin Smith, and we are here today with Todd Galuccio. How are you this morning, Todd? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Thank you for being here. We're very excited uh, to meet to feature you this week. Um, in addition to that, we'd like to say thank you to Ticket Spicket, who is the NIAAA official ticketing partner and also our sponsor, making all of these episodes possible. So, hey, Dustin, how are you doing this morning? And I'm living the dream. It's a great day to be a Bulldog, as I always tell our coaches, no matter what day it is. But I'm really excited to be here today, and I'm excited to have Todd on. Uh, the Godfather. Maybe that's what we should just label this episode because uh, Todd is known as the Godfather in our NIAAAU cohort. He's a fellow mentor of mine, and we've had a few episodes with some people that have been, um, I don't want to, I don't know if you want to call them suspects um, or projects, whatever you want to call them for people who have been in this, this uh, NIAAAU cohort. But Todd is one of those. Todd has joined us. Uh, maybe I've joined Todd as mentors this year, and we get to uh, impart our wisdom. I know that's a surprise to you, Danielle, but uh, maybe not Todd's wisdom, but my wisdom into uh, a group of people that have uh, signed up for that. <laughs> They've agreed to that, but Todd is one of my fellow mentors, and, and I'm excited just because each 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 month I get to, to listen to the wisdom that comes from Todd, and, and I'm intrigued because he's from New York. And this gives you a different um, accent, a different, uh, you know, we had Gary Stevens on. And when I presented with him at one point, um, he used to say that there was one of the two of us you could understand. No matter where you were, <laughs> you could hear our our uh, our accent mm -hmm. be able to understand it, whether it's more of the, the country bumpkin in me or the New Yorker in Todd. But I'm excited, Todd, to have you on, excited to learn. And, um, we're going to dive into why they call you the Godfather, uh, but what I want to ask you first uh, is, is tell us a little bit about what the resume is not going to tell us who Todd Galicio is. As we talk about your involvement in the IAAA, we can talk about your involvement in your state association, but what makes Todd Todd outside of being an athletic administrator? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, I think... Uh... First and foremost, right, thank you for having me on. Uh, you know, certainly a pleasure <laughs> to be here with both of you this morning. Uh, but what makes Todd Todd, I, you know, I think I just care. I care a lot about what I'm doing, who I'm doing it for. Um, and it's a, it's, a, it's really about everyone else. It's not so much about me. I'm just, I'm just trying to provide the best I can for everybody. Uh, so that's really what drives me. What drives me is to make everything better for everybody else so that they enjoy their experience with me no matter what it is, whether it's athletics, whether it's home having a meal. Uh, I want everyone to have the best experience possible. So I need to set the record straight. Are you a Yankee or a Mets fan? I am a Met season ticket holder. Oh. <laughs> I, am, I am a Mets fan. Podcast is over. Danielle just hit the off button. <laughs> That's okay. Listen, listen. It, it, you know, listen. I understand the Yankees were popular for a very, very long time with all the winning and whatnot. But I, I stick with what what I what I what I root for. So uh, we're we're excited for this year. We've taken our lumps in the past, but. Uh, I am hoping for a successful 2022 season for my Mets. You, you like me, are loyal, if nothing else. I'm a huge Chicago Cubs fan, and we had eight, 108 years of futility and being terrible and 
finally won it, and I don't think we'll win it again for another 108 years. But um, you're being loyal to the Mets. I appreciate that. Uh, I respect that. I knew that was your loyalty. Um, but I just want to get that out there so Danielle could have her moment of um, getting a little shot. But mm-hmm. uh, Thanks for that. <laughs> let's talk about uh, what I always like to ask is paint on a map where you're at. Um, for, for those of our listeners who are geographically challenged, can you paint exactly where you're at um, in New York? Okay. So I will tell you that everyone, when I went to college in Florida, thought that I lived in Manhattan because everyone from New York lives in Manhattan. I am about two and a half, three hours from Manhattan uh, on the east end of Long Island, out by the Hamptons, but not in the Hamptons. Uh, There are two forks uh, on the end of Long Island on the east end, and I am on a little island in between those forks, accessible by ferry boat and a small plane if you have a small plane, but most people come here by ferry boat. So I'm guessing in the Hamptons, they have small planes. Oh, sure. Yeah, they have an airport out there. And then we have a little air, we have an airstrip. We don't have an airport, an airstrip here for recreational flying. But most people do not come in that way. Uh, They come in uh, through the ferry boats, either from the South Fork or from the North Fork. You made the statement of not from the Hamptons. Close, but not from the Hamptons. It's like Steve Thrones episode when he said he was close to first class. He could see inside there, but he couldn't be in there. So that may be exactly kind of painted up for you is kind of just sitting and can see the Hamptons, but not really in the Hamptons. Yeah, no, we're, 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 we're not there. We're not there, but, uh, but we're here and we're our own special place. So that's right. Okay. And you're you. I mean, that's the reason yeah. why we have you on here. We get to talk to you and kind of talk about um, the, the stories that you may have as an athletic administrator and those times that may have just been, that that stuff really just happened. And those moments of, wow. Um, so, so let me ask you this. How long have you been in athletic administration? Gosh, I think I'm going into year 13. Okay. I think I'm going into year 13. It's It's been uh, it's been a fun ride. Uh, I'm in my third district, actually. Uh, uh, you know, I was uh, teaching in Greenport High School, and uh, which is just on the other side of the ferry boat from here on the north side. And uh, I was lucky enough to teach there. And then when our athletic director retired, uh, I became the athletic director there. Uh, I have some ferry boat questions, though. We we got to stop and back up here for a minute. Sure. So are you the only like high school on this island? We're the the only school on this island. So uh, let me go. All right. We'll go here first. Okay. So our school is pre-K through 12, one building. And about 200 students. We we are tiny. uh, And we are the only school on this island. So, okay, so this leads to the next ferry boat question. So when you have home games then, Mm -hmm. and schools have to get on a ferry boat to come to you, Mm -hmm. and that's normal, it's okay. That's a normal way of life out here. They know if they're coming to Shelter Island or through Shelter Island, sometimes you'll have some of the North Fork uh, schools travel through Shelter Island on both ferry boats to go play a game on the South Fork. So you have like, like we can say, oh, we have transportation issues, but like you have like a whole nother level of transportation issues that we have not yet tapped. And I've never, sure. I can't fathom like, hey, we have yeah. to get all, like what if somebody left something like on the other, their cleats on the other side of the the, the boat or the ferry. And I'm, I'm just, there's so many things. I mean, weather, ferries yeah. running late. Like, do you have to have tickets in advance? 
I'm so, I have so many, yeah. so many fairy book questions. Okay, that's fine. We're going to go right <laughs> into it. So on the, uh, the deal is here, we don't have our own buses. So I contract that with a company, which actually is in Greenport, just on the north side of the ferry. Or on the other side of the ferry, go down one street, and there's our bus company. So I pay for that bus to come across the ferry empty to come here to pick up our kids. Then I pay for it to go back on the other side to wherever we're going. Then I pay for it to come back to drop our kids off. Then I pay for it to go back empty again. <laughs> this isn't like a ferry that like just goes. You have to like actually charter a ferry boat. Oh, no, 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 no. It goes. It runs. It, it runs. does. Okay. 15 minutes. Uh, it does shut down. Uh, you know, it shuts down at midnight. That's it. Oh. <laughs> it's closed. Uh, so like a lightning delay for you on an away game has like a whole nother meaning. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a whole nother level, depending on where you are, how far you had to travel. You know, we have some games that are about an hour and a half, two hours away uh, from here. Uh, when you, when you're taking it with the bus with the kids, we have a lot, most of our games are much closer. Um, but we do have some opponents, some small schools in our Western uh you know part of our county uh that they would have no one else to play if they didn't play small schools like us so we travel out to them and have you like ever normal turns kids have leave you ever... early and they get on the bus and then they go on the, the boat they travel for a couple hours they play their game and they travel back and they usually stop for some food on the way home uh just because i don't like taking them out of the dinner hour out of the house uh, without being able to stop so our coaches are good about stopping with the kids I have like so many worst case scenarios flooding my brain right now as an AD. Like I have to have so many plans, right? Like what if, have you ever had someone get a team get stuck on the island? Have you ever had a team that couldn't no. get back to your island? Like do you no. have backup plans in case this happens? Like weather just goes south, ferry shut down, your kids are on the other side. The, the ferry, the ferries are very good. If we called them and said, listen, our team is stuck behind. Could you go get them? Okay. They, they would do it. So they've done that like on class trips. We have a, uh, eighth grade class trip uh, that my wife runs. She's a teacher here in the building uh, that goes to Florida. They, they go to Disney World, the eighth grade. And so if they needed an early boat, a late boat or something, they they tend to work with us. Uh, so scenarios. your ferry boat drivers are comparable to like your custodian. They're on the same level. Like you take care of them. You are you're thankful for them. Like oh, we're they thankful are. for them. The ferry company <laughs> takes care of them. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but, uh, you know, uh, but uh, you know, we're 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 thankful for everyone here in our community. It really, it takes all of us to really make this thing work, and uh, and we're happy it does. It just, it's, it's. I grew up here, so to me, the ferry boat is normal. Um, it's not my wife, who's not from here. <laughs> uh, when we first started dating, uh, senior year of high school, she said, "Well." I, I will never live there because of the boat. I will never work there. I will never have my kids go to school there. And she does all three very happily and would never change it. <laughs> uh, yeah, she tells that story all the time. But she, I mean, we, we love it here. This is this is home. I wow. mean, literally have a house across the street from where I grew up. This this is home. Well, my question is simply this. Is the ferry yellow? No. Ah. Uh. See, we got yellow dogs is what we call them. Of course, your bus gets on there, but, yeah, you know, I, I would think that, I mean, I'd want to just paint it yellow if it was me because you're taxiing people back and forth. And, um, yeah, I, I'm just trying to be a visiting AD thinking about that process and making sure your team and how, how you coach your coaches to make sure, hey, you've got a lot for the ferry because you're taking that ferry. And I'm sure that there's there may be some uh, – some seasoned ADs that have done this with regularity, but um, mm -hmm. I can imagine being a coach for the first time coming to the island and having to ride the ferry uh, to get there and trying to 
accommodate arrival time and departure time, all that stuff to make sure you do it correctly. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, uh, navigating the traffic to get out here because we're, you know, it's not like uh, we're off a major highway here to get to this place. So navigating the traffic, navigating the boat, uh, people tend to give themselves extra time. Uh, you know, it's like we're some mystical faraway place. <laughs> uh, so they they tend to get here you know most schools get here early i do have a couple schools that are regularly here late which i, I don't enjoy but uh <laughs> most schools make the plans make the time to make sure and some call like i'll you know if we play a school from up west that we never played before uh, there was one year where our softball league uh they changed the way the league was structured and we played some schools that we had never played before and they had to travel out here from western uh, suffolk county and they're like how do we get on the boat uh how do we pay the boat how does that all work uh so that they they got it all squared away but uh it, it you do have to think about it can you imagine like the letter dustin that todd sends his welcome letter that he sends out when he plays school welcome <laughs> welcome to my island yeah my island <laughs> my no island. not my island. <laughs> <laughs> here's my question i'm, I'm assuming that you don't have just a ton of officials right there on the island. So officials will have to do that, make that journey as well. Yeah. Our officials all make that journey. Uh, in our County, you can't, uh, you can't officiate a game in your home district. Uh, you have to go, you know, outside of there just for equity purposes and everything else. So all of our officials come from somewhere else. Um, and, but I think they enjoy the trip. Uh, really we've been, uh, We've been kind of honored uh, for our sportsmanship out here. In fact, we're winning a big award from the state uh, here coming up uh, this fall, which we've never gotten. But we've had eight years in a row without a disqualification from a coach or a player, um, which is pretty impressive. But uh, the officials seem to enjoy coming here. Uh, so do you – okay, so like in Florida, we pay mileage for officials. Do you pay mileage for officials as well? Is it nautical miles? Is it uh, well, <laughs> regular <laughs> It's a good question. Uh, and I really, because of the way we're structured out here, I don't have the answer for that. Our <laughs> county schedules all the officials. I don't have to schedule an official for anything. Um, you know, they'll call, hey, just to make sure the game's still on if uh, there's there's weather or whatnot. But our county handles all scheduling of officials. Um, you know, I have to handle it if we don't have an official. Uh, you know, we'll do an in-house official uh, if we have to for a junior high or a JV game. Uh, if uh, if needed, but no, my county handles all that. Thankfully, very thankful to the folks at Section Eleven <laughs> and uh, the directors there who handle all of that. So, with two hundred kids, how many JV games or how many JV teams do you have? Uh, we have a few because we'll fluctuate back and forth depending on you know what skill level our kids are at. Uh, so you know we'll have baseball, softball, uh, basketball uh and then uh, volleyball and then we have some we have varsity sports cross country track golf uh volleyball basketball uh winter track spring track um, well and correct correct really, me if i'm wrong todd but like so i'm originally from new york i went to high school in new york and when i moved to florida there was a, a lot of differences and one of them is kind of maybe i think what justin maybe be talking about is that in public high schools in florida only kids can be on your team nine through 12. But in New York, you can tap down into your seventh and eighth graders. Mm -hmm. um, you can go down into your middle schools, junior highs, is what it was when I was there. And yep. those kids can actually play on J freshman JV and varsity level sports, which is something that cannot happen here in Florida. Yeah, sure. So uh, 
So, you know, they could take the, the athletic placements, placement process. It's called here in New York. It used to be called something different, but now it's the athletic placement process. And if a kid passes the test and is cleared by the doctor, uh, they're entitled to a tryout with the high school team. Uh, that's been pretty successful here uh, for the kids who really push themselves to want to do it. Um, we've had great success with that in cross country and track uh, and a couple other sports. If we have a junior high level. We tend not to uh, tend not to do that. So we have junior highs in a, in a few sports, um, but we have baseball, softball. We've had pretty good success with that here. So, you know, having the small school, we're able to tap on that a little more. And the other thing that really helped us is something I fought for a few years ago was dual participation where it could, could play more than one back in, you know, it, it's allowed in the state, but uh, in our county, it was not permitted three or four years ago. Uh, when I started to see, you know, looking at our enrollment numbers and looking at the, you know, how many boys or girls were in a given class, uh, you know, we'll have disparity. You know, I, my daughter's class for the longest time only had two girls in it. Uh, and they were coming up to the high school and I go, what am I going to do with this? Uh, there's only <laughs> two of them. Uh, we were able to get dual participation. So if a kid wants to play softball and run track, they can do that. Uh, you know, they've got to work out the schedule and take care of all those different things. But uh, that's been a great help to our to our program, having the kids be allowed to do two things. What is the rule in in uh, Arkansas, Dustin? Can can we can we play? I mean, can, can, can seventh and eighth graders have to play? Can they play up on varsity or no? Not in Arkansas. Seventh and eighth grade cannot. Ninth grade, okay. can, but once they play up, they cannot play back down. So if they play varsity, they can't play ninth grade for the rest of the year. For the rest of the year, but the next year they could. Yeah, so once you play one varsity minute, you're done with as a ninth grader. You can't play back with the ninth grade. Oh, okay. Okay. But you can play football varsity and still play ninth grade basketball. It's just for the sport. Oh, okay. Not Mm -hmm. for the year. It's just the sport that you're involved in. Hmm. Interesting all very different setups but but that type of setup allowing those younger kids to be participate at the high school level probably really helps your numbers and allows your programs to be a little bit more successful with the 200 um uh, student school yeah yeah no it, it does and uh you know it's a learning experience for the kids and the kids have to be mature enough to handle it i i you know because i meet with the parents when they go through this process just to kind of you know give them the give them everything you got to give them the whole picture you know your kid's going to be you know your 13 year old kid's going to be riding on a bus with 18 year olds you have to kind of have that in your mind. And and our kids have been really great here about uh, being good to those younger kids, making sure they're taken care of. Because for some of them, they were in that same boat. Uh, when they literally. Were, yeah, literally <laughs> wow. in the same boat. And the wow. <laughs> uh, when, when they were coming up. So they, they're very, very good about uh, nurturing. Uh, and our coaches are very good about nurturing those younger kids and really building them up to get them ready for a successful athletic career. <clears throat> you know, and, and I think about one of our legal duties is obviously to pair properly pair athletes to make sure that you're not putting a 13 year old that's, you know, and football may not be an option there, but you start thinking about some of those putting those kids up against 18 year old grown men, uh, which may not be the most advantageous, but I don't think you have football to worry about. At least you didn't mention no. that. No, 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 no football here. I mean, uh, you know, some of that, even in the state of New York, if they could do that with eighth graders playing up in the varsity level, is that possible? Uh, yeah, it's possible. Uh, you know, for football or something where there's heavy contact, I mean, that child would have to be of a of a good size, I would think, for 
for me to feel comfortable in doing something like that for sure. Uh, you know, here it's more of the lesser or no contact uh, where it takes place, cross country, track, baseball, softball. Um, it it has like it's random, like I'd say benefits as well. I had um, one of my classmates, uh, his name was Craig Forth. He played for Syracuse. But he was extremely tall. Like, I think he was 7'2 or something. So he started playing varsity in seventh grade. Right. I remember that. So um, for somebody with his unique ability and, you know, um, height, that was very useful to him to start training at a higher level younger. So that was – that I remember that happening, um, which is cool. It worked for him and got a scholarship. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and that's what it's really about. It's supposed to be about the individual kid, not necessarily mm-hmm. I'm trying to fill a roster spot or yep. I, I need an extra body. It's about the development of that particular child. Uh, yes. So, you know, if you if you do it the right way and, and with fidelity, then, then it works out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that we've been able to do that here pretty successfully. Now, do any of your stories that you have for us involve a ferry boat? No, because of well, I mean, personally, there's been times where I missed the ferry boat, uh, but <laughs> I guess that's probably a good World thing. Series, you know, the one the Mets were in, uh, they yeah. lost it, but they were in it. Uh, yeah, I slept in the car a couple of times on a couple of those games coming back, but uh, but no, that no, they don't love the ferry boat. In fact, it wasn't even at this school, uh, you know, the one that always sticks out in my mind and it has me paranoid, you know, probably for the rest of my career. So. I often uh, will do the uh, starting lineups for basketball, uh, per se. So this is, you know, probably in the beginning of my time. I'm getting ready at this other school, and I'm, you know, got the got the microphone, and I'm going through the starting lineups, this, that, and the other. And uh, I turn to hand it over to the to the young lady singing the national anthem, and I turn around, and she's gone, Ooh, missing. <laughs> Where'd she go? <laughs> and we've done everything there's nothing so else you announced do. it it's ready to go oh yeah yeah and now <laughs> the national anthem is gone <laughs> not there okay well we've done all the lineups there's no other stalling uh when it comes to this what am i gonna do so i start singing it <laughs> <laughs> so she comes back in <laughs> so i'm in the middle middle of singing this thing and it's her time in the sun. She wants the microphone. So <laughs> I, gave, I gave it back to her. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, yeah. That So I am very paranoid now because I still do the starting line for basketball. I have to see that person and have them in my sight. You're holding their hand as you're yeah, announcing. Just about, just about. <laughs> they have to be in my sight while I'm doing those lineups and, and, and in a place where they can't escape. So, so I make sure that they're there to do the anthem. Did she just get stage fright and like run away? No, I don't know. Where, I, you know what? To be honest with you, I don't know where she went or what. She went out to the hallway to do something. I have no idea. Say hello to somebody. I have no clue. But before I started, I, okay, she's right here. No problem. Uh, you're all set. Yep. And then boom, I start the line. And then I turn around. She's gone. <laughs> I got a question for you. You just break out in song. Yeah. I have to think about. Maybe something that's famous in that area, uh, the Sopranos. Were you a soprano while you were singing? Were you a baritone? I mean, did we have to rename the group? 
Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, I'm a baritone bass, and thank goodness I sang in high school. <laughs> so I got a little bit of something going. I was going to say, can you sing was my next question. I, I could do a little bit. I could do a little bit. But, uh, you know, that was when I was younger. Because <laughs> if that was me and I had to do that, everyone would be like, stop or they'd leave. Like, I cannot yeah. sing at all. Oh, man, that is a nightmare, like, for an AD, like, a nightmare situation. Oh. So now I'm paranoid. I, every <laughs> time I do it, I am paranoid where that person I'm more concerned with that than the pronunciation of names or anything else, <laughs> although I'm very paranoid about that, too. <laughs> I am always on where, who's singing, and where are they? You know, you think about, I mean, we, we talk about takeaways all the time from these stories, and you think about just being in that situation whether you have a, an anthem on on standby in case you got to play the play the anthem if, if a situation like this happens. What if the power goes out? What if the mic doesn't work? I mean, how do you do this? What's your pro thought process? I would have never thought that at one point she was there, and then the next point when you actually get ready to hand the microphone to her, she's not. So you introduced it, and you said it was a young lady, so... <laughs> You don't meet you don't meet that requirement as a young lady. So did you just say, well, I guess I'm singing? Or yeah, we're we're, we're going. We're going. The game's got a tip. <laughs> Teams are ready, uh, and it's the national anthem. We're not just skipping it. So uh, so we're going. You have that microphone in front of everyone, and something doesn't go right. It's not it's not a good feeling. Yeah, no, no, definitely not a good feeling. Uh, and thank goodness it was before the days of streaming. <laughs> I don't think anyone was quick enough. It was actually before the days of being able to just play it on my phone. Uh, you know, that we were using CDs back then. So thankfully, I don't think anyone ever got it recorded. <laughs> it's I, lost I in had, everyone's memory except for mine because I will never forget it. <laughs> I had a similar situation happen on a microphone if you don't mind if I tell hey, you very please. quickly I don't even know if you know this Dustin but um I, I don't even know if I want you to know this so <laughs> I was new I was only at the school for like a month and the um cheerleading team won the state championship the year prior so they wanted to do a ring presentation at halftime so like I said I'm new I don't really know the kids that well yet so it's halftime they have the um microphone down on the field and they want to introduce all of the cheerleaders and say all their names. And something happened. I wasn't supposed to do it, but I ended up having to do it. So there's a stadium packed full of people at the football game. And when I'm doing it, everything's going okay. It's already it's difficult enough, right? Because you, you hear that echo and the feedback. Well, I get to this poor girl who I will forever be apologetic to. And this is how you spell her last name. P-U-S-E-Y. I didn't handle it well. I didn't handle it well. So I, I was like a stadium full of people, and I just went silent because I don't pronounce the names very well. As that I make sure I try to pronounce all of my guest names correctly, and I don't even do it well then. So yeah, I kind of froze, and I don't think I said it correctly. Let's just leave it at that. And I felt so bad, but it was the same type of. You made me. I felt how you felt in that situation because you have the mic there's nothing you can do and you just have to like figure it out really quick mm -hmm. and I think it would have been better if I sang to be honest <laughs> you know, the best part is you you do the lead up obviously hey this is our national anthem being sung today by mm -hmm. whoever 
and you turn and she's not there and you got to say, oh, boy. Uh, I mean, the fact that you just went straight into it and just said, okay, we're doing it. And like you said, it's national anthem. It's not something you just glaze over and say, oh, we're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. We're going to veto that. Um, you know, there's some patriotic people that really expect for the national anthem to be and I always tell our kids that sing, hey, this isn't about the singer. This is this is about the song. Yep. So we do tribute to the song, not so much the singer. And I understand you're gonna make it your own however you want to, but I don't want I don't want the anthem to be more about the singer than the song because I think it's important that we do the right thing. So I have that fear that if somebody's gonna come out, I, I have the fear that they're just gonna be terrible. And you know, somebody come to me, hey, I've seen in this pageant and I've done this, and they just get out there and they butcher the song. And, and I'm trying to figure out how in the world I process that. What do I do? You know, because you're not setting a kid up for success if they actually get out there and because there's nowhere to hide. You can't hide behind that microphone. So just thinking through that process of saying, oh man, not only is she not here, but now I've got to do this before we had the you can play it on your phone like you mentioned just those moments of holy smokes what am i going to do right now and some people don't understand our jobs are just to make things happen and you just rolled into it just like it was staged or supposed to be that way and then the best part is she comes and what's her moment in the spotlight so you just <laughs> mid song hand it off <laughs> you could have done a duet yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, well, you know what, you know, and, and part of our, our job and, you know, I think, and listen, any administrative job, but ours seems to happen more frequently than not. You just gotta, you gotta roll with it and you gotta go. Uh, you know, we can't get stuck in the mud. You know, people are dependent upon us to make sure that experience for those kids is top notch. So uh, we roll with it no matter what it is. And that's, if you have that mindset and thankfully I was, I was young enough to just, just not think about it all that much and just go. <laughs> I, my question is, how much of the song did you get out before you handed the baton off in the relay oh, to her? Gosh, I was at least a quarter to quarter to half in, <laughs> and she didn't let you finish. She just said, "Here, give me I know. Hey, listen, and I was happy. happy <laughs> please, please take this before I get to some high note or something." <laughs> I'm just so impressed that you even did that. I'm not like just the fact that you even started it and did it. That's impressive. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm the, you know, don't be afraid. That's kind of the thing. You can't be I think afraid. I would have pushed it off to my coach. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your game. <laughs> now, this, this isn't, this isn't at the current school you're at. This was at a no, school, right? This is at a different school. Yeah. So was I, the attendance large? Was there a big crowd there or was it just? Uh, it seemed like everyone in the world was there to me. <laughs> But uh, no, we we were we were drawing pretty good back then. Uh, it was a basketball home basketball game, and we were we were drawing pretty good. Uh, so they could see you in a gym. Oh it's yeah, a little yeah, bit worse than right a stadium because they can right see you. Me. Yeah, they're staring right at me, and uh, and uh, so I didn't take it too much of a ribbing for that. So it was it was it was pretty good. It was pretty good. You know, you just on the feet, you got to go. Um, you know, so so you, you move with it. That's all. See, we, we do our anthem before we do our starting lineups. Not, not a bad move. So that gives me a buffer <laughs> if I have to change something. I can I can change it if I have to, obviously. But you said you had no filler. You'd already done the starting lineups. Oh, yeah. No, this is it. 
this is it. After this, we're tipping. So this is it. Uh, I mean, I have I have girls basketball players that anytime I leave the microphone plugged in, they try to sing the anthem just before practice or if it's a shoot around and they're like, hey, Dustin, let me sing this. Let me sing tonight. And there is not a chance in the world I'd let them sing. But there was a situation we were at. Um, we were in a visiting. We were a visiting team at a game this year, and the the CD player wasn't working, or the phone wasn't working, or something. And so our girls just started singing yep. as a team. They sang the anthem, and um, you know they got their moment in the spotlight. They weren't on the microphone, but they started it just to make sure that the the anthem was done. And they did that just on a whim. It wasn't something that was rehearsed or planned. They just started singing, and the whole crowd started singing. So they just everybody sang the anthem instead of playing it. So there are those situations when it arises. But I have a strict policy that those girls can't sing with a microphone. They can sing as a group, but they're not singing solo on a mic. <laughs> well, you know that's what's so great about kids. You know that they they're just going to roll with it. Uh, they're more flexible minded than than we are for sure. Uh, so uh, good for them. I, I, we've been in a couple of those situations where our, our kids were visiting somewhere, and you know, I, uh, my group of kids that sing now are—they're all on the volleyball team. They're all cheerleaders. They're all you know, so they're they're the ones that do it. Uh, but they'll they'll go if someone needs it, they'll just go ahead and do it. That's that's kind of how they roll. But uh, no, it's good. I, it's good. I've got a fear that they're going to forget the words halfway through. You know, and I, I don't know if you saw the Maurice Cheeks a few years ago yep. when he helped the young lady in Portland sing. He just walked up to her and helped her get through that. But that's a fear I have. That's a legit fear I have that somebody's going to start singing and either butcher the song because I think the song is so important. Yep. That I, I, I want to make sure that we do the right justice for the song. But I'm afraid that somebody's going to lock up because they're kids sometimes. They're yeah. adults even that are going to lock up. And what do you do once they do that is the big question. Help them out. Right. <laughs> do the Maurice Cheeks. Help them out. Yeah. Because it could happen to anybody. It could happen to you, me, a kid. It could happen to an adult we bring in to sing. That could happen to anybody. I so, have, uh, um, I always like to, your fear right there, Dustin. I always had like um, it on my phone. I had it on the iPad if they were playing music from the iPad. Like I had the national anthem on all of these different devices. So if something like that happened, we could play it very quickly, have it back up, ready to go, and all devices needed <laughs> right well i'll tell you you know talking about the phone i'll give you one other story this is this is this is a good this is from a current school this is a good one <laughs> so we're talking about audio visual and stuff so you know we have our sound system set up and the kids you know i, I let the kids pick the music uh, for the warm-up and but the coaches uh you know got a got a screen well they were using a streaming service one day so we're getting here right before a volleyball game and i'm walking through the gym and all of a sudden i hear and now brought to you by Coors Light. It was like a beer commercial oh. coming on. I lost my mind. Sprinkled <laughs> it over that AV system. <laughs> Unplugged the phone. I, you guys are killing me. You're killing me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We only had a few parents in the building at that point. Um, it was pretty, I said, don't, no more of the streaming service. Either you have a playlist or you don't. <laughs> but no more, oh no more of Spotify or whatever it was they had on. Uh, that played the Coors Light commercial. I oh, I almost lost my mind. 
So they just had like a like a free like one that they yeah. were using. So their random commercial came out. So they didn't do it on purpose. It no, like, they didn't do like it on purpose. Sponsored your school. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> it was, it was no. the fact that oh my goodness, <laughs> oh my goodness, that she never moved quicker. Oh man, that was that was that was a dead sprint. I was almost faster than my son at that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but everybody took it in stride. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were. They, I think uh, the coach was like a little embarrassed, uh, you know, that it happened, and the kids were like, uh, "No, that's not." Yeah. They knew. They knew. <laughs> like that. This is not good. Uh, mm. And uh, we're going to make a playlist from now on, and the playlist will be appropriate. So. Yeah, yeah. You just put like a new fear in every AD listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a national anthem. They're going to make sure that they have all of. Uh, they have their national anthem singer right behind them. They're going to have their backup. They are not using a playlist. Like there's, I know the kids' names. Like there's, there's some fears that were created by this episode. Oh yeah, take LTC six twenty five. It's a win. <laughs> My class will square you up. And that's why you. That's why Neptune Game Time and stuff like that. Those companies have a business because they want to make sure that you don't have those situations, whether it's. Yeah, a Coors Light advertisement or a, a f bomb that's thrown into music, or you know, because the kids want music they, yeah, of course they listen to. I mean, they want to mm-hmm. make sure that it. But you, man, I, I've got when I was at the collegiate level, I had kids always wanted. To, hey, Dustin, I made this playlist. Can I play this playlist as we warm up? And I, I let them do it one time until I heard words mm-hmm. that shouldn't have been said, and then I thought, all right, here's the strategy now. I've got to listen to it, and a coach has got to listen to it before we play it. Yep. So that's my screening process now, which is crazy to me to be able to – I mean, you want to be able to trust kids and say, hey, go ahead and play whatever you want to play. But at the same time, I've been burned in that process knowing – and now it's something I check all the time. Cool. Two things. I want to see, like – I want to walk by your office desk and hear you listening to this music. I just can't, like, fathom. Me listening to this like music as a, as uh you're just sitting there by yourself. But then the other thing is, kids would come to me with playlists and say they're the clean versions. No, it's clean. It's clean. And yeah. my issue that I had with that was just because they're clean, that doesn't mean that the topics are appropriate. Guns yeah. and drugs and alcohol or sex, any of those types of things, I don't want where there's going to be little children and grandparents and everybody in the middle playing in the stadium. So yes, there might not have been the bad words, but the context is very much inappropriate for a family atmosphere. So that became my, my struggle um, was okay. It's the edited version, but like, what's it talking about? Exactly. Yeah. So you you have to listen to the, the playlist and, it takes a long time. Playlists aren't short. Yeah. <laughs> but they should be a lot shorter than they are or let kids make them because they think apparently they have three hours out on the court to warm up and they don't have three hours and they got three hours of music because they want to play all these songs that they, mm-hmm. they think are most important. Back in the day, and Todd referenced this earlier when we actually played CDs, um, <clears throat> you know, there was a limited amount of Space that they could put on there they they did they couldn't do the whole three or four hours worth of of music nowadays with even with a spotify or whatever 
mean, they'll, they'll call it the clean version or the edited version, and it ain't so clean. <laughs> so, man, there's some great fears that I have as far as music, and that's why I, I use, like, Neptune Game Time because they they filter all that for me. So there's no innuendos, there's no bad words, there's nothing that, that I have to worry about. Now, some of the kids are like, man, why are you playing the 80s rock? And some of the 80s rock is even worse than nowadays, but, um, you know, it's just some of the stuff that's filtered, but it's played just to make sure that it's clean. And that's one less headache I've got to worry about because it's already taken care of. So I, I think about, I mean, Todd, all you've done for me is cause my, what, I, what, what hair I have to go even more gray. I'm uh, just thinking about some of these scenarios of what you've had to deal with. That the anthem is really something that that worries me, because I mean that there's something that <clears throat> that is a part of every game, and it's actually legislated now in the state of Arkansas that every every extracurricular activity you've got to play the anthem, you've got to have a moment of silence, you've got to say the pledge of allegiance. That's all part of what we do, so that's part of the package. So. There's an even bigger spotlight on. Not that there wasn't a big spotlight to begin with, but now it's a, an even bigger spotlight where you're doing it for junior high games, you're doing it for seventh grade volleyball games. Whenever there's a contest, you've got to play the anthem, and I'm fine with it. But I'm nervous as all get out if I have somebody that's going to sing that. That either they're going to butcher it, they're going to forget the words, or they, or in your case, not even show up, or show up halfway through and you got to hand the baton to them like it's. <laughs> Like it's a relay. I you've caused a lot of consternation in my life today. <laughs> Sorry, don't mean to do that. <laughs> but oh, listen, I still it. got hair. You know, I still got hair. So yeah. I, if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. Uh, be positive with it. It's all gonna work out. <laughs> you gotta hit. You gotta start practicing, Dustin. Football season is coming up. You gotta be ready to sing if you need to. You know the I. I like Todd was a singer in high school and actually was a was a music minister at one point in my in my life before athletic administration, um, and so if I had to, probably I would I could do it, but I don't ever want to have to. <laughs> and Todd, I'm sure didn't want to have to, but Todd had to. And Todd did it. This this is the national anthem. I think is something. I mean, we remember we had another episode about. Um, forgetting to put up the flag right before the national anthem was played. So this is the, this is the thing that I think is important to eighties and also, um, also causes anxiety to eighties to make sure it's done well. So yeah, no, I definitely think, especially right before football season, you kind of heightened that for a lot of eighties. Well, I, I look back and I think about, I think about those moments for Todd and things that we talk about takeaways and things that you can take away from those stories and those situations. And obviously you have a philosophy of just roll with it. If something happens, all we've got to do is you, I tell my wife all the time, a firefighter never knows when he's going to be called out. He's just got to be ready to go. And that's pretty much our life as an AD that you're putting out fires and this happened to be a big fire with a microphone and you, you, that that one, and obviously the Coors Light or Bud Light or whatever the commercial was, um, the, the, those aren't those aren't things that you plan for, but you've just got to respond to. And Daryl Nance talks about it all the time. We 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 are very reactive, and we've got to react to whatever's happening. And and Todd put this on display in this episode of 
how you've got to react and respond. And sometimes it, it, you can't just crawl under the scores table and you've got to address it and meet it head on. And, you know, tip is waiting. And what we do is for kids and all that was standing between the kids and playing a basketball game was the national anthem. And I want to say all like, I don't want to try to make that smaller than it is. Cause that's a huge all the, the national anthem is massive. And you want to make sure that that's done right for kids to give them the opportunity. And what we do oftentimes is behind the scenes. Well, Todd was thrust into the spotlight today, <laughs> just out there, just for everybody. And so what I want to do, Todd, is you said you've never stepped in Arkansas, stepped foot in Arkansas. I want to have you come sing the anthem at one of my games. Oh, no. <laughs> Todd, well, I didn't see that coming. I'm practice. sorry. I may try that. You never know. I did not see that coming, Todd. I would have protected you. I'm sorry. <laughs> not just that, but with a New York accent, which I think would be awesome. No, oh, awesome. no. Got to bring something different to the table. You never yeah. know. You never know where I will be. <laughs> if I ever get in a bind, I know who I'm calling. Oh man! I'll get you halfway through, but you got to do the second half. How about that? <laughs> I got to hit the high notes. Is what you're telling me. <laughs> Oh, what, what a, I mean, I just, man, I, I'm going to, I'm going to take a while to process just that. And now I've got a bigger fear of the anthem. And when that comes around to make sure that my person is there, and I might just, I may just have something that they have to hang on to. You sit right here until I hand you this mic and you get done singing so that I make sure that you're here throughout. Yep. Yep. No, I, I listen, uh, when we do our, uh, our basketball games, our cheerleaders, it's a group of them that, that sing it now for us. Uh, so I, they are within 10 feet of me. <laughs> Stop making those lunch because they're forming the little the cheer tunnel for the players to run through. They're within 10 feet of me. There's nowhere to go. You are right there, right in front of me as I'm doing this. And then boom, here you are. Uh, well, and at least in the basketball gym, you know, you kind of have a little, you have, I guess, the ability to kind of be everywhere. You know, at the stadium, you have to worry about like, okay, if I announced it from the field, is the booth going to play it on time? Is it on the right track? Is everything good? Sure. Like, there's a whole element of, of coordination that occurs with the stadium games. So anytime that I have a live mic in my hand, in front of you want it to go perfectly, right? You want it to go really well. And you want everybody to be coordinated and on the same page and have no hiccups. But the reality is, is that's, that doesn't happen as often as we want it to be because we're it's not you know, who, don't, who are you, who are you, who's helping you, an assistant coach in the booth, or are they hitting the play button, or is it a student maybe, so yeah, you have to be ready, but I will never, ever be Todd's level of ready, ever. <laughs> but, and we don't know because it wasn't recorded, it, Todd may hit it out of the park. I mean, <laughs> there was no record contract, I guess, given for that, was there? No, no, or, no producers in the stands that day. So, <laughs> or she ran over there and she's like, "Oh, he's got to stop. Yeah. <laughs> he can't listen to that, that anymore. Give too. me that mic." That could be too. You know, beauty's <laughs> the eye of the beholder. You never know how that thing panned out. But uh, no, you got to be ready. And it's like anything else we do. Uh, you know what? I and mean, that's probably one of the more public things of of what we do. But the preparation for that is the same as the preparation for everything else that we do as athletic administrators. So, you know, we. Uh, this is just this is part of our lives. This is how we handle things. We, we keep rolling. You, you can't go anywhere. You're on an oh, you weren't on an island then. I was gonna say you're on, stuck on an island. You can't run away, but you didn't happen at that school. So that's why you're at the island. You ran to the island. 
Yeah. No, no. Well, you know what it was? I circled it. Uh, I was <laughs> at school on the North Fork. Uh, and then I had a great offer from a school just south of us on the South Fork. Uh, and I was there for a little while. And I had the opportunity. The superintendent at the time had uh, asked me if I wanted to come here and, and do what I'm doing. So I had the opportunity to come home. Uh, you know, my three kids are, are here. Uh, well, one's in college now, but the, the three kids are here. My wife teaches here. At the time, my mother was teaching here. Uh, so it's really a family uh, family love for this school. So uh, this is home. This is where I'm happy to be. That's but awesome. I, I usually tell guests I'm glad they came on. Uh, really? <laughs> but today, I don't know that I'm glad you caused this level of anxiety for me moving forward. <laughs> You're going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be okay. <laughs> If I can do it, you can do it. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, this is all sincere. I do appreciate you coming on. I do appreciate you uh, telling us your stories about, man, stuff that's real life that happened to you. And that's the point of our podcast, just to be able to say this is real people doing real things that just deal with real situations. And and you put that on display today, clearly. Uh, but now I've got a whole new level of respect for you, Todd. I had a level of respect going into this, but now it's up even higher just because I know that you filled the gap that you had to fill. You sang an anthem. You just you finished it when you needed to finish it. Uh, but but I appreciate you taking a chance on on two people like us and coming on and, and joining us for some laughs. Some of them at your own expense. Oh no, that's hey anytime. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Happy to be here with both of you to talk about these things. And hey. This is what we do. So we grasp it, we enjoy it, and we keep rolling. And when we get to Nashville, we get to be face-to-face instead of via Zoom. Yes, looking forward to it for sure. Uh, already registered and ready to go. So Me too. I'm we just going to roll into December. It'll, it'll be an exciting time. But again, I thank you for coming on, Todd. I thank you for, for what you do. I thank you for your commitment to our profession. But I thank you most importantly for coming on here, making us laugh, and letting us enjoy a start to a day. Uh, as you said, a Monday morning, enjoying a Monday start. Yep. Now, have a great Monday. Have a great rest of the week. And thanks for having me. We want to thank also Danielle, obviously, for being on here with us. And we want to thank Ticket Spicket for making this episode and every episode possible here at Paradox. So stick around, listen to another episode. We'll bring you another episode next week. 